0: so how are you feeling today and and how did that loss make you feel (laughs) (laughs) man the injuries are piling up Harden might be on the move and the pelicans have interest in a fringe all-star sort of i'm rosa panta this is the clinic all nba podcast i have the three hooligans with me jj how you living my friend
1: well, I just added Sinead O'Connor, Radiohead, and
0: Dashboard Confessionals to my playlist. <laughs> what do you think that makes me? <laughs> Take that as you will. John, how you living, my friend?
2: Doing much better than you three. I'm sorry, guys. My condolences. <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. Sammy. Welcome back, my friend. How you living? Good to be back, but I'd feel a lot better if the Chiefs knew that football consisted of four quarters and not two. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Dude, same with our 49ers. But you know what? The NBA season still goes on, even though our heartbreak um, happened last weekend. So we're going to kick it off with some quick hits, and here we go.
3: Well, speaking of not feeling great, Milwaukee got smashed at home by Denver 136-100. to Oh my at home, fully healthy, Milwaukee just put up no fight. Giannis had 29, and no one else did much of anything on Milwaukee's side. Meanwhile, for Denver, everyone contributed. Gordon with 24, Barton with 15, Jokic and Monte Morris with 18 each. Just a great performance all around. Denver's starting to get hot and play some good ball. They're back in the top six at
1: 28 and 21. So Paul Anthony Towns had his second triple double. 31 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists with a Minnesota win over the Jazz, 126-106, and it kind of makes you think. You had Cat, you had Wiggins, who's now an All-Star, you had Levine, who's an All-Star, and they had Ricky Rubio. Different team, different places, but Ooh. hey, that's how Minnesota is, right?
2: <laughs> Kate Cunningham, proved why in the number one pick. He beat the Cavs with 19 points, 10 rebounds and 10 assists and after a slow start, granted he was injured and wasn't playing as well when he first came back, he's really picked it up recently. He's he's still a bit inconsistent but he's definitely coming into his own, getting a feel for the game, playing much better and hopefully he can improve on this in the next coming months and years.
0: And you know the Warriors took down Brooklyn recently and after exchanging three-pointers. Kyrie Irving asked Klay Thompson if he could take a ride on his boat after Saturday night's game. Kind of strange, it looked like Klay Thompson was a little taken back. I thought he said no for a second but if if you don't know, Klay Thompson sometimes takes his boat all the way to the game so I'm sure he was looking for a ride after the game. I wanted to ask the three of you if you're Klay Thompson. This is Kyrie Irving here. You've had lots and lots of battles with him. Do you take him on your boat after the game? Of course, no vaccine mandates in international waters. (laughs) Shots fired. I guess, yeah, I guess we'll just take it there. And you know what? We're going to take it to our next topic here. It looks like the Nets aren't going to entertain trade deadline offers for James Harden. You know he's been in talks for possible trades to Philly. What do you guys think of this news?
3: Uh, I'll start us off. I can't imagine that Brooklyn would, I mean, call it what it is, blow this up without seeing all their guys healthy and playing for one year. They believe that they probably would have won a title like, yes, last year, minus injuries, and if Durant's shoe size was one size smaller, and they could be right. So I, I understand where they're coming from. It does look really, really strange though that Harden turned down his option and didn't opt into what would be a contract where I believe the last season would pay him over $60 million. And now there's, of course, smoke coming out that he's not happy there and doesn't like Brooklyn that much. So who knows how much of that is being planted by Daryl Morey, but it's an interesting development.
1: Yeah, I think for the Nets, just from a business standpoint, it's always good to keep your options open. Even though you're not looking for trade offers, you should at least hear them out. You just never know. And because James Harden is a free agent, can you imagine if the Nets do not get anything out of him if he does leave and they don't forego a sign and trade? They're going to be left with nothing. And granted that they're the Nets, they might be able to pick up someone from free agency, but the name James Harden, That's a valuable trade piece in itself. So, if I were them, I would at least be open, right? I think it's a good PR move. It's good to show James Harden, hey, we want you here with you, Kyrie, and KD. We think that you three could beat any basketball team right now. But there's so many what ifs. You have KD with his current injury, and the one, remaining question is Kyrie it's always been Kyrie and there have been talks that James Harden isn't really happy with Kyrie being part-time I mean would any of you be willing to play with somebody that's part-time you're on the court playing how many minutes a night overtime without any help and Kyrie still gets the love gets voted into the all-star game even though he didn't make it, it just makes you think you know i, th- like I think Harden we're... wants that control go ahead John.
2: yeah, yeah i think we're missing the, an important part about this is that i don't trust this headline or the news about this at all and it's like jj said it's a good pr move why would the nets ever go out and say that they would entertain any sort of offer for james Harden? I buy this headline like I buy Jimmy Garoppolo as a good quarterback in the NFL. Oh, hey now, I'm sorry, I
0: had to. I kind of agree
2: with you though. Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) And so, and so, honestly, the Nets could very well be looking to trade James Harden, but they're not going to come out and say it. So, for me, I I'm led to believe the complete opposite. And JJ made good points about. There's a lot of inconsistencies in Brooklyn. Obviously James Harden is, like he said, JJ said, why would anybody be happy playing with a part-time player? There's no consistency, there's no flow, there's no fluidity, and James Harden, again, is the kind of guy who kind of wants that spotlight, and I don't think he's gonna get it with Kevin Durant. It's ironic, because Kevin Durant, that's the same thing that Kevin Durant did not want in Golden State, and now James Harden doesn't want that in Brooklyn, so. It's to me it's oh, very point, very interesting how this is all gonna turn out.
3: So let's throw out a hypothetical because we've talked about this a few episodes back. Without the PR involved, purely basketball fit, Harden, for Simmons and Maxi. Does it make sense on both sides?
1: I think it makes sense. It does make sense. I think for the Nets, I don't know, three superstars,
3: it's nice, but does make sense, for sure. And I'm just looking at it, too. Like Mills has been great, don't get me wrong, but Maxi's legit. He's been very solid this year. You have him when Irving's not playing and then Simmons does all the stuff that you don't want Durant doing on the defensive end. So I actually love the fit. I just don't know how Simmons would do under a spotlight possibly even brighter than Phillies.
0: Right. It's just... The thing about this headline, like John was saying, is that it seems like a lot of noise. Right? Because... If the offer is right, I think any player is available to be traded, right? You you got to hear these offers out. And I think what I'm kind of seeing, like if I'm reading the tea leaves here, I think Sean Marks, right? Sean Marks is the general manager of the, the Nets. Yes. I believe. I think Sean Marks might have run into how hard-headed Daryl Morey might actually be. And I think it's just like, you know, this is my offer. You're not going to get anywhere with this? Fine, we're just going to shut down the trade talks altogether. And I think this might be like a hardball move by him where he's like, this is it, like either trade straight up or whatever it may be that he wants or nothing, right? And if I'm Daryl Morey and I'm seeing how well Joel Embiid is playing right now, you got to feel some pressure to make a move with that piece, right? Ben Simmons. Yeah,
3: I think so. And I mean, and there's one other interesting thing. I remember someone very experienced in media, I can't remember who it was I was listening to or I still listen to, was saying when you get these leaks or these sources or whatever from teams, someone wants it out there. It never comes out by accident, no matter what kind of news it is. Someone with an agenda put news like this out. And it wouldn't surprise me that it was Sean Marks or the Nets who leaked it through a media source they trust.
0: Send it to the internet! yeah absolutely you know we'll just have to wait and see how this James Harden uh, saga kind of finishes out moving on to our next topic here the injuries are piling up for the NBA the first headliner here is is LeBron James has swelling in his knee um he's missed three games in a row and the Lakers have lost all three are you guys worried about LeBron James here
2: I will not start.
1: I'm the potty pooper. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to uh, count him out since he does take care of his body, but this is an obvious sign of his age and he's had these lingering injuries throughout the past few years. So one, they're probably being very cautious because it is LeBron James. And two, it is somewhat concerning because you had this superman, this Iron Man that's been playing all these games and now that he's missing more and more as the years progress, you just have to think, is LeBron James really showing signs of slowing down? And it just sucks. We've mentioned this a few weeks back when AD got injured, where he had to carry his team on his back and of course they're attacking the coach, attacking the roster, And then even LeBron James, even though he's putting insane numbers, so now that the Lakers have this issue with their current record and their best players injured, can they stay afloat to at least make the play-in? Right,
3: and going along those lines too with LeBron, I I will never doubt him when he's on the court. When he's on the court, he's one of the best players on the planet, period. But... The numbers don't lie in terms of the aging. I'm just looking at the last four years. I know he had the bubble, but since he's been with the Lakers, 55 games played, 67, 45, this year, 36. He's not Iron Man anymore. And it's is understandable. He's played more minutes, I think, than almost anyone outside of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the history of the game. So I think it just it's finally hit, and the problem is that when your second best player is extremely fragile you get 24 and 27 through 51 games because at this point they can't really rest these guys anymore like it's panic time they've got to do something so if he's out then i i think it's a legitimate concern
2: yeah i unfortunately have to agree with you guys there's his performance on the court is still amazing and and no 37 year old i've ever seen maybe other than jordan at 40 is doing what he's what he's doing and lebron probably is performing much better at at this older age so his on court performance like sammy said is unquestionable but to have to play less and less games each year or just the court or three-fourths of the games is concerning and that's a clear indication that you're getting older your body's breaking down your joints aren't what they used to be your muscles aren't what they used to be and that's just that's just for the course that's normal and no matter how much money he spends million dollars two million dollars a year it's it's probably only delaying the inevitable but maybe he needs to spend five ten million dollars a year you know god knows he can afford it right
1: (laughs) right that that generous surgery that jenner surgeon or whatever the, the, uh, the
3: kardashians <laughs> use oh yeah, yeah i was gonna suggest
1: going austin powers and just getting cryogenically
3: frozen
0: <laughs> oh there you go yeah so and it's, you know. it's
2: definitely a concern and yeah i'll leave it at that I, so I, when i, I said sorry i was gonna say last thing is i said earlier that there were three sad people on this podcast
0: but now there's four thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I think the lucky part about, um, if, if you could call this lucky, about being in the Lakers situation here, right now they're ninth in um, in rankings in the West. There's only, like, the teams that they have to hold off to be in the play-in are the Trailblazers, Spurs, Pelicans. Are, are we really worried that they're not going to finish better than them?
2: Well, no, I, actually, my concern isn't really missing the play-in because I think they're going to make it. The concern yeah. is is getting the play in as the ninth or 10th seed because then you're at a, a disadvantage and it becomes a tournament right. style, right? Where you... you Like the Warriors last year, they were in the 8th spot, I believe, right? And they lost... They had two games to make the playoffs. They lost to the Lakers and they lost to the Grizzlies. So assuming yeah. here if the Lakers are the ninth or 10th seed, they only have one game. They have to win two games as opposed to one. And, you know, anything could happen game to game. It's not a uh, five or seven game series, so...
0: Yeah, absolutely agree, John. The moment we've all been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for the full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. In New York, call 877 8 HopeNY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. And you know, we have some other injuries here, like Ingles, he tore his ACL. We have Donovan Mitchell who's been out a few games or seven games with a concussion. Rudy Gobert with a calf strain. We also have Bradley Beal with a sprained wrist. James Harden has had hamstring tightness. Uh, SGA with a right ankle sprain. And Nasir Little uh, with a torn labrum and is out for the season. Just a ton of injuries right now. Out of all the injuries that I listed here, which of these do you think is going to be the most impactful for the next month?
3: i'm gonna go utah i just think utah's collection just all utah. overall just because across the board they've already lost five in a row they're clearly behind memphis now and they're in danger of falling all the way to six and just with our questions about them in the playoffs if they fall that far without home advantage in the first round if they, they get to that point i don't think they get out of the first round i don't think they beat memphis in the first round or phoenix or golden state mm-hmm. depending on how far down the line they go so they fall that far back i think they're in a lot of trouble
2: i can give you the most sorry go ahead go ahead no no go you go
1: i was just gonna say i agree with sammy that i would say the jazz just because they lost 11 of their last 13 and january going back to uh, december and february these are the months where it's it's the middle of the season and you have to grind it out. And this is where it's gonna test the will of the team. Of course, without your two best players, with so Donovan Mitchell and, and Gobert, it's hard to win games, but you can't have a losing streak like this in the middle of the season. Talk and with the to West them. where everyone's ramping up to become even that much better, like the Mavs, like the Grizzlies, it is concerning for sure.
2: I will say you're gonna. This might surprise people, but Shai gilgis alexander because he's the most impactful. Because without him playing, the OKC's gonna lose more and more games and improve their lottery <laughs> spot. So all a part of the plan. To me, that is probably the, the most positive impact for their team. I just wanted to go in a different
0: direction. <laughs> I like it, dude. I like it. I absolutely agree with both of your guys' takes here um or rather all three of your guys' takes i'm gonna take us to the next topic here pelicans are gaining interest in cj mccollum and basically it goes like this they they want to pair cj mccollum with zion williamson and brandon ingram and apparently the the pelicans aren't near the nba's 136.6 million luxury tax line And they have a few first-rounders that they could offer the Blazers. Now, if the Blazers are trying to tank here, it almost—it seems like it sort of makes sense. What do you guys think of this trade rumor?
3: I get it for Portland. Like, just, just to kind of get off his contract and start again, you want to see what Simons has. And if you get the picks, particularly, not the... Not, not trying to kick them while they're down but if you get the Laker first round picks, all of a sudden those, get, those look a lot better than they did before the season started so if you can get some contracts to get off of more than anything, just because the Pelicans don't really have a lot of interesting young guys other than uh, Alexander Walker if you could possibly grab him yeah. and then some contracts to make the numbers work and some picks, I could see it making sense for Portland, so I don't mind it. For the Pelicans honestly, this smells desperate to me I think this is a team that wants to be relevant, that wants to convince Zion to stay, wants to try to make the playoffs, and it's like, okay, if McCollum shows up, is Zion magically healthy again, or what happens from there? So
1: honestly, that's my yeah.
3: take on it.
2: Sammy, you mentioned that you could see the Lakers' picks being attractive, and they could like a lot move.
3: more so than we expected them to be at the start we, of the year.
2: Yeah, agreed. And CJ McCollum plays no defense, and neither do the Lakers. So why not? Let's. Bring on more players like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think um CJ McCollum fitting with that team, it, it makes sense he plays a different position. But I will say this, what are the Pelicans really trying to do here? Like is that a championship team? Trio? Is that worth even trading for? I don't know. It just seems really weird. And I think Sammy's onto something there where I feel like Zion might be trying to make his way out. And there's just kind of grasping at straws but we're gonna to go to our next topic here we're gonna make some mid-season predictions and so I'm gonna basically say a statement and you guys are gonna to have to follow it up here by the end of the season we'll be saying stuff like the NBA must-see TV award will go to is it John Morant or Steph Curry John
2: Morant what and we're, we're giving Ooh. our we're giving our wise or what
1: yeah okay i would love to hear this i know you would
2: i know you would i'm gonna add insult to injury right now for the three of you no or two of you no I, i just say john Morant because of the the new factor i guess you would say and he hasn't really been in the spotlight like steph has we've seen what steph can do we know he's amazing we know he's must see tv but we've seen it already we've seen it multiple times right so i think to see john morant in that spotlight to see him doing what he's doing on a national level and to get that recognition i think it'll be a lot more special just because it's it's unprecedented for him
1: my only counter for john morant is that he hasn't seen the playoffs in an elite level True. Yet. Even though he's been in the playoffs, everyone now knows that John Morant is an all-star, now superstar, and he hasn't had a game plan specifically tailored to him. For example, in the playoffs, what are you going to do when you're double-team, triple-team, when they're hedging off of you? And I'm really excited to see because the Grizzlies, even though they're the, now the darlings of the NBA, Can they make it far without a solidified superstar other than John Morant? Yeah, that's a great point.
3: I'm I'm I gotta go Jaw too, and it's partially exactly the reason John said. And I guess the analogy I would give, there's a couple things. One on the playoffs, I completely agree with you, and I wanna see how Jaw reacts in the playoffs when he is the focus of everyone's attention, especially as a three seed with expectations, if they're a three or a four, because they didn't have expectations before in the playoffs. It was just kind of like, you know, happy to be here. I think the other way I would look at it too is if I use like a TV show analogy, Steph is like that, that sitcom or that rerun that's on Nick at Night or whatever. You know it's good. You know you can always flip over to it. You'll get some laughs. You'll get a good show, and it's consistent, and you know what it is jaw right now to me to make a comparison before before season 8 is like Game of Thrones when it was coming out every week and everyone was glued to the TV to see what that episode was like because we haven't seen it before that, that's kind of how it is for me and it's a, meant as a compliment to both of those players but it's, it's almost funny, we, I don't think we take Steph for granted but we're just so used to it because he's been doing it for so long that I know what's there in a good way and with Jaw, it's like, oh, this is new. I wanna I wanna see what's going on over here. And it's Memphis and it's a small market and they're not covered as much.
2: That's a Gen Z answer for you.
3: Just kidding. Don't ever call me Gen <laughs> Z. No offense to any listeners. <laughs> Gen Z didn't Gen Z didn't I, watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't know about that. I
2: have to agree with you though, Sammy. I'm just messing.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going with Steph Curry. And the reason being is because I don't think I've heard at all this season or this year. I've never gotten a random text from people that watch the NBA that say, you got to turn on the TV and see what John Morant is doing right now. Because I don't think John Morant has that kind of pull like Steph Curry does.
2: But do you think he does amazing things? But do you think that's because he doesn't play
1: defense either?
2: (laughs) But I guess my question for you guys, though, is is it because he plays in Memphis? If John Morant were to play in a high impact Ooh. big market, I think it would be different.
0: That's a great point. That's a great if he was doing this for like the Knicks. Like if he was doing that, I think there'd probably be more draw. That's a great point. But I'm still gonna go with Steph, man. Steph is always must see TV to me. I'm only just a little bit biased. I like you, a lot. But for our next <laughs> for our next one here. We're gonna go with East Fool's Gold. So we have the Wizards, Hawks, Knicks, Celtics. What are your guys' picks here?
1: Uh, man, I really thought the Wizards were good early in the season. Kuzma! And I feel like a fool. Full... <laughs>
2: go ahead, say it. You know you want to talk about Kuzma. Go, 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 go.
1: I mean, Kuzma has been balling, though. I think this is, man. Controversial, co- uh, hot take, but I think this falls on Bradley Beal. Agree. You're a superstar and Great. you're not performing well. You want to get that max contract, and you got help. Ooh, it doesn't look good on you, man. And last week they were up by how much? Thirty-five. Sense? Thirty-five. Until Luke
3: Kennard took over the show, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's my pick, fellas. The Wizards.
3: I'm with you on that. I'll uh, just uh. To throw another team in the take. Let's throw the Knicks in there. People were high on them, New York was excited, and then they said, you know what? We weren't last year's Knicks, we were the Knicks of the prior 20 years. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Knicks fans, but they just, <laughs> they just reverted. And I do hope they, they at least get into the plan or higher because basketball is fun when playoffs are played at Madison Square Garden, but they just quickly dashed all of last season's good karma like in a month. And it would be nice to see them get it back.
2: Yeah, I gotta, I'm gotta. going to have to go uh, agree with JJ and say the Wizards. Just because they started off strong. And they looked promising. We thought they were going to turn a corner. And then they just all of a sudden fell off a cliff. And you got to, I mean, with this, like JJ said, the superstars, they take the credit. They also got to take the blame. Whether or not it's, even if it's justified or not. And so, Bradley Beal, man, you got to got to pick up your team and and get turn it around
0: yeah absolutely agree I think it's the Wizards as well Uh, to paint a picture uh, they are 23 and 26 they are right now 12th in the east and we thought they would be well into the playoffs in those playoff spots but they're not now we're going to go with the West here the West Fools gold Blazers Jazz and of course the Lakers
2: Is this a is this a rhetorical question, (laughs) (laughs) or did you guys just put this in here to torture me? I I I I get it I get it You guys had it the three of you had a rough weekend and you wanted me to have a rough week a week start to the week too I get it I mean like if you this guy's taking it personal I'm taking it super personal If you don't okay all right back to back back to business here if you don't pick the lakers you're lying (laughs) so i'm definitely picking the lakers because i'm not a liar i'm gonna keep it honest here everyone thought i mean the over under i think they're over under wins for the season i don't remember what it was but i think that they are three losses away from being under that amount and it was 52 and a half yeah and they're at 49 right or no, sorry, not 49. They're at, uh, they're, uh, they're at 24
3: and 27 24 now and 27, Yeah. 31 games left.
2: Right, right, okay. So, yeah, if they lose three more games, they're not going to make that. They can't make the over. So it's got to be the Lakers. They had three superstars. Granted, they have injuries. They have inconsistencies. They, have, they don't play defense. But we expected the world of them. They're in L.A. They're the Lakers. We expect greatness. So does a lot of non-fans. So it's got to be them.
1: I think you can make a case for the Blazers, though. The fan base yeah. always claims that they'll take the West. They were there in the Western Conference Finals a few years ago, 2020, and hey, let's fire Stotts. We're gonna become a defensive presence. We're gonna have a good offensive <laughs> flow, and that
3: is a
0: blast. Opposite, that sounds like general so... delusion to me more than anything. <Yeah>. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with JJ on that one. I think the, the Blazers had some high hopes there. I think it has to be the and, Lakers. I'm going to agree
3: with John on this. I just, that, uh, okay. I mean, they were supposed to be a top two or three seed, and right now they're fighting to save the same plan. So, all right. Other.
0: The next one is Here Comes the Calvary. We're going to talk about impact, general impact, like the most impact upon their return. Are we going to say that it's going to be, Clay's going to be the biggest impact? Kyrie Irving. Wiseman, PG, Kawhi, Zion, Dame, Caruso.
3: I'm going to go contrarian on this. Right from the beginning, I'm going to say contrarian with no one else responding because I'm actually going to say if the Blazers stay in the plan and Simons is playing like he's playing and Dame comes back and they're the 9th seed or the 10th seed and the Lakers are the 9th, you think the Lakers are gonna to want to see them in the plan with Dame back and Simons, and all of a sudden this team is healthy? Or even if the Clippers get them, or the Wolves right now are at seven, like that team becomes a lot more scary if Dame comes back and Simons is actually good for the long term. So I'll throw that out there. Let, let me give a little hope to Portland after they were just,
1: you know, after they were just besmirched. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> well, for me. I can't. I can't believe you didn't say this, Sammy. But there are talks that Kawhi might be coming back, and PG. If they both come back this year, that would be insane. I'm just depressed from the Chiefs' loss, so I'm trying not to give myself any hope. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you guys think about that? The PG and Kawhi come back.
0: That'd be absolutely that, nuts, dude. If
3: they both come back, and there's a world where the Blazers are like the the 8 seed and the Clippers are the 7 and they play each other at these fully healthy squads, that would be a pretty insane play and I will say that much but I, just, yeah, I that don't know anything like, about PG's elbow. so it's, I'm curious to see how that develops
0: that'd be like WWE like Royal Rumble and then all of a sudden Stone Cold just comes out of nowhere everyone thought he was retired <laughs> that's how crazy it would be if Kawhi or PG returned this year
2: yeah I wow that's, that's a good list and I'm just gonna pick this name because you gave me the option, and I always have to go with my boy Caruso.
0: <laughs> oh, of course, of course. I thought you were gonna say Wiseman.
2: No, absolutely not. My boy Caruso. Let's go, Chicago. I'll leave it at that.
0: And you know what? That's actually all we have for tonight's episode. I want to thank you three, you three, for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, fans. John, thank you for being on, man.
2: Better days ahead, guys, I promise. Stay stay positive. <laughs> Good night.
0: <laughs> and Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thanks for holding it down. Last episode without me, and for all of us, keep hope alive. And Sammy, let's talk about your diagnosing the lines real quick. Right. Uh, well, uh, let's chat. So our undefeated record was sadly
3: broken by the same Kansas City Chiefs who have put me in this lull where I'm going to be listening to Dashboard Confessional with with jj after the show you lose (laughs) outside of that the same game parlay which was actually my more favorite bet did hit it hit by all of half a yard as joe burrow threw for 250 and the over under on that bet was 249 and a half so we're four and one doing pretty well with our mario coins and uh so coming up next week i'm gonna do a little analysis on the
0: super bowl sneak preview on that is never bet the game straight up always look at the props Nice, I like it. So guys, definitely go check out Diagnosing the Lines. And remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic all MBA Podcast. And follow us on Twitter, at Clinic All-NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic all MBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.